Welcome to Winning the Game of Life. Known as Jungle Man at the poker table, Dan Cates has gone from being the bag boy at McDonald's with no friends and a dead-end future to winning over $11 million in online poker, over $7 million in live tournaments, and is a World Series of Poker champion. He has found fame, fortune, been to incredible places all over the globe, and connected with some amazing people. It looks like Dan has won the game of life, but that is not the way he sees it. Dan sees winning as doing his part to help everyone in the world win. He knows he can't do it alone, though. He knows it's going to take a collective effort with anyone that wants to see the same thing. Join us each week as Dan starts the conversation to do just that. On the show, Dan will interview incredible individuals that have made the impossible possible. Those that have won the game of life and those that want to help others win as well. Hit subscribe and follow Dan's journey on Instagram at TheDanCates. Let's explore anyone and anything that can help make this world a better place. Increasing the odds of us all winning the game of life. And now, here's your host, Dan Cates. What's up, everyone? This is Jungle Man, otherwise known as Dan Cates. And I'm here today with Muskan Sethi, who is the first female uh, professional poker player from India. And I think one of the first Indian professional poker players as well who's also won a national award and uh, is an entrepreneur as also. Uh, why don't you tell us, well, tell us in a moment, tell us a bit about the national award. I'm curious about that. Um, but am I accurate about that? You're the first, uh, one of the first Indian professional poker players, maybe the first ones to get a sponsorship or something. Hi, Dan. Firstly, I want to thank you for taking out this time because I truly value your time. I um, have so much respect for you and your game. So I really appreciate this. Um, secondly, yes, actually what happened in India, there was this first ever professional team of poker players that was formed um, and I was a part of that. So uh, it took a lot of convincing from this poker journalist who was a female and she, um, she convinced me and she said that, you know, I was very apprehensive about um, doing something like that and being the first because even those, not, for even the other uh, uh, people in the team uh, who were men, even for them, it was a big deal to kind of convince, convince their families and, you know, come out and do this professionally. And there was going to be a big PR uh, and everything about it. Like, I still remember when I took a flight and I landed for my first poker tournament, there was a big banner on the luggage belt. And I was like, oh, my God, like my friends who do <laughs> not play poker, they were like, is that you? And, you know, I'm like, no, 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 that's not me. I'm hiding my face. And I was I was really I didn't know how to take it back then so that happened but uh, to be honest I really promoted the game a lot in India um, and it was a selfless act because um, when I was the lowest in my life um, this game really like brought me back from the ashes and so it was it was something that I felt that it is something that everyone should learn every um, every woman man like it's not it's not gender biased it's not age biased. It's like this game is a mind sport and and everyone should experience it because it's going to teach you something or the other about life or your 
you know, day to day business that you go about. Um, so I really promoted the game hard and I, um, you know, was donating half of my winnings to uh, a very um, special cause that's close to my heart, which is um, animals and dogs. I love dogs. So oh, I was doing a lot of yeah and then when that happened uh, i i guess the government took notice and it, i was very fortunate to be inducted in this very prestigious uh, league of women and who were first in their field to enter a main dominated field and i was inducted as the first female professional poker player and um, so that was actually a first national award for poker anywhere uh, so it became a big deal and it's still one of the most you know, treasured moments of my life also, you know, going and receiving this from the president of India, meeting him and sitting in. And, you know, the craziest thing was I thought that I'll be an alien there, which, I mean, of course I was. But uh, because if you compare my life struggles to the women who were actually there, it was it was really, um, I told myself that day that you have no excuses for, um, you know, not doing anything that you want to in life. Uh, compared to the kind of things that, you know, I was exposed to that day. Um, but uh, it was interesting that a lot of people came up to me and said that, you know, we respect poker as well. So um, I am that person who dreams that, you know, India could accept poker as a mind sport and just how America celebrates poker and how this, you know, this, this is the reason, the love for the game that I come all the way from India every year to be a part of this prestigious poker battle. I imagine the possibilities in India with 1.3 billion people. If poker is a mind sport there, I mean, we can also have the biggest world series. Awesome. I didn't realize it was like almost, it sounds almost like a social justice cause with the way you're talking about it yeah you know you and I are like a bit on a similar path and that's how we connect because we talk about our purpose in life we talk about you know uh, a real um, uh, motive behind the things that we do um, mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it's all about giving love out there to the world selflessly and that is something that's been inculcated in me uh, through my parents and um, you know I lost them too soon um, um, so that was that was something that basically you know taught me a lot and my siblings because you know we went through this together um, and my mom oh my god like I am you know she's one of like she's my inspiration she's my hero and you know she was here today I'm telling you she would have been attending all these poker series with me you know she would have come along and my dad he introduced the game to me he was the first person to show me poker on tv and he was he never played cards himself but he was a pharmacist and he was like a geek he used to sit with his science buddies and uh, you know the reason why uh, a lot of poker players cover their necks and they they try to not be a, you know uh, the high tells and there's a lot of science behind the poker face right so my dad and his friends used to talk about that like how the how the uh, you know the the heart rate goes up and down in the situations when we're excited it could be a bluff or it could be like super value nuts you know so uh, those kind of spots my my uh, my dad used to talk about and used to sit and watch this when I was just 11 years old so poker has been a part of my life since I I've been conscious to be honest like I've and then later also I you know thanks to the way um, a poker has been broadcasted in the U.S we were able to see it and that's the result i'm a product of that actually okay um, <laughs> well i'm happy to spread so, more poker and happy to uh 
to to play poker for charitable causes and to have those in mind and also as a way of uh as a way of like well it's also um yeah it sounds like a way of like uh finding a path in life i guess you could say um well it's uh, uh not really Dan. i feel like if you want to be a successful professional poker player you really have to go all in you have to give in your everything it's not something that can be just pursued as a hobby but if you do it as a hobby it's still doable uh, because i have done that i previously when i was a sports head pro i used to play professionally and that did give me a lot of support to put in the volume and get out there and you know experience tournaments um but uh, recently i you know started this other journey which was really like continuing my parents legacy and you know uh, doing something that i really care about which is dogs i told you mm-hmm. um, you know this is something like i started a community for dogs in india uh, years back when i just got into poker so it's something that today yeah. all the startup schools teach you that you need to start with a network you need to start with the community you need to solve a problem that's what i have in hand right now and the situation uh, that i have is basically i'm trying to solve with um, it's through tech uh, and so recently it's been uh, a new entrepreneur journey which you know you and i have also spoken about um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a meaningful one um, so it's and the beauty of it is that as a po- professional poker player that i'd been in the past i'm able to kind of make a lot of calls as a ceo today seamlessly um and i'm able to evaluate a lot of things and um you know now poker has shifted back as a hobby but it's always going to be my passion uh, but right now i'm actually dealing with the real sharks out there you know uh, so the it's, it's a different the real sharks i, I you know i mean uh, if when you get out there in the startup world um it's a different game altogether you realize like you know when you've been playing poker i've been playing poker for all, like so many years of my life and mm-hmm. and if even if i wasn't uh, i was studying i was promoting i was doing so much but if i could go back right now i just want to maybe study 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 a lot more um you know before i um just come out and play so many tournaments and put in so much volume i wish i could you know like the skill i have today is i feel it's only come with time and experience it's come with like playing so many hands it's come with like you know going out there and playing with people from all over the world um and also with you know trial and error so that is something like you know i wish i could go back in time and just do everything right then you know today i could have also been uh one of the successful poker players like you <laughs> and all those people who are at the, at the top you know it takes a lot of study it takes a lot of work so that's the scene and now i'm like really focused on uh, making the other thing happen which is i told you um getting my uh tech out there yeah yeah i imagine that one also requires a lot of focus as well it seems like it seems i would imagine it's super hard without like some kind of uh without the how do you say like the foundation of poker um to succeed in that industry i mean even with that it could be pretty tough i think um because i think yeah i don't even understand how a lot of people start out and they just like enter the entrepreneurship world without being successful at something else first it just seems like it seems very very tough yes it does and uh, like you said you mentioned your success it's really important for poker players to 
kind of get that head start in the beginning of their career. Um, and let's not be results oriented. Like um, poker can also still be pursued and eventually you will uh, get there and you will get that, you know, uh, heater or whatever you want to call it and get successful. But with startup, it's, it's, it's very similar again. Like you, you go all in and um, I am a basically a bootstrap uh, CEO. So my startup is with, you know, I've got my family involved in it. It's got uh, anyone who is a part of my team is super passionate about dogs. Uh, so what we're doing is like really, um, you're trying to solve a big problem. Uh, it's a very unorganized place for um, uh, animals out there. And uh, if we, we are able to succeed even in a, in a small group of people, then I would really like to, you know, take it further and go out there. And I feel like um, anything that you put your heart and soul into, you are going to succeed. And uh, like you said that, you know, you have had success in poker. I'm pretty sure now whenever you get into the startup world, even you'll have success there as well, because, um, you know, it's just, it's about the player, right? It's about who you are. You're going to be making these calls. You Right now you're making these calls on a poker table. Tomorrow you'll be making these calls in a, a boardroom uh, meeting. So, you know, that's, that's how uh, life can change for you. Um, but um, I'm pretty, um, you know, I'm very happy that I'm somehow able to balance this out. I've, I've had a very good, um, like when I was, I was playing this summer, I, I, I was, very, I felt really good at the tables. I was very happy with how I have transformed my game, how I have been studying. I was able to apply all the concepts that I've been, you know, studying during the lockdown. And, oh, nice. you know, when, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I love, I have a lot of respect for poker players because, you know, it's just such a beautiful mind sport and it's so complex and um, like, just like you, I mean, you know, you're able to solve such uh, insane spots and not just hold them, but like mixed games and like, you know, like we've all seen that you became the champion again, uh, the PPC champion. So like it takes a lot of uh, critical thinking. Um, you need to have, um, you need to have uh, like, like I feel like there's nothing, uh, there's no luck, there's no intuition, there, there's no guts. Uh, all these things are just uh, accumulative knowledge or, or, and training that we've, you know, been doing all these years. There's only trained and untrained. So that is what um, I feel that, um, you know, and then when I'm at the poker table this, this summer also, I've met a lot of people who are actually like entrepreneurs or they're just, you know, they are big businessmen and they basically come here every summer because this is something that, you know, uh, keeps them going. It's uh, something that, you know, keeps them competitive. So, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's a beautiful way to balance both these things. Well, cool. I appreciate your thoughts on poker. What about you, Dan? How's your um, how, how's, how was your trip to India? Oh, my transit. I thought you were going to ask about my transition. I was going to say, uh, I do think there's a bunch of crossover between entrepreneurship and poker. Um, and as you said, but I do want to revisit that subject and also my trip to India. And, and a moment, I would talk a bit about India. We'll talk about India and I'll talk about India at the same time. I want to back up a little bit to how you began um, and like your loss. Uh, you lost your parents. How did this go from losing your parents to to poker? 
my uh, mom knew that i'm very passionate about poker uh, and it was something like she used to get calls from relatives and people and and she used to get like people used to tell her that why are you you know i saw muskan uh, playing this i was naughty you know dan like i was i was like when i was a teenager i used to uh, host card parties instead of doll parties you know oh, and like terrible. my parents you know come on okay i'm an i didn't talk, i realized i was talking to a bad girl you know i was i was uh, i was basically i just love cards okay i started with this game bluff um <laughs> have you ever played bluff what's that okay so it's basically um you mix up a lot of decks and then basically you um you put down a few cards and you say okay i've thrown four queens oh it's called bullshit in, in the us yeah i've played that <laughs> there was like a strategy for that too I like yeah, I, I remember I figured out a strategy for that. Maybe you Even figured I it did. out. I did. I <laughs> did. I used to <laughs> so I used to always bluff in the beginning and then just value the next time and then yeah, just get yeah. so pissed off like and then just oh, call it. So that. obvious oh, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, then then just to break that my friends they started not telling me or they they said that okay, let's not disclose it to each other how many decks there are because she's able to calculate how many queens there are. Uh, and well, you know, so it was <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun and i was uh, i started playing that when i was like it was that was just for like you know all your like how you guys have uh, how i mean i used to like i used to also collect wwe cards and like all these stupid things and i used to just give them all away or like win those so i used to wager bets even at that age and then uh, like even later there was this indian game called uh, it's indian flash okay in that okay trust me that is not a skill Uh, game that is a game of chance but that is a game of guts <laughs> so you got to like it's 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 i'm going to make you play it when you come to india once um it's it's just something you play for fun in diwali but even today even nowadays uh, even those people who used to play these kind of games or say rummy because it's if you have to understand that india is a lot influenced by the british so that's the reason why the cricket is so big rummy bridge all these games are really big in india like a lot of the infrastructure a lot of the um a few uh, the clubs that that are there you know that that's that culture is very similar um in, in india and uh, i wish uh, they they left poker a lot more uh, you know i mean uh, that's the reason why we are so so good at these things because you know there's a there's a establishment for it already that really? was from you know so long and um, so that's uh, so that is the reason why a lot of people in india already do play cards they do play rummy they do play a lot of these other mind uh, minds you can't call them mind sports but definitely those are uh, some of the card games that help you stay active um I, i've seen people um really like seniors play that play those games and those are the guys who are just that's keeping them really active and and um so when i was a kid i used to like say solitaire the first game on computer i used to just sit there and like sort out those cards and then i used to play the free cell and then i used to i was just obsessed with um you know how how amazing numbers and um how like how these 52 cards are so beautiful it's it's to do with numbers it's to do with probabilities or there's so much more than just meets the eye so uh, that was very amazing for me and then um, i saw poker when i was 11 i remember i just learned the games and like the rules and then few years later when um, who's now my husband my boyfriend that time showed me um, you know um, videos of all these high stakes poker 
So that's when I realized that okay, um, there is a way, there is a path, and I wanna, I one day want to play with these professional poker players. I want to be at that level. I wanna be as good because I felt like there is something in me, and my my mom knew that. So my mom used to really. Um, then my mom used to really take my side and be like, "I trust you," and I trust me. I am. you know uh, mama's girl like i would never break her trust i would never do anything wrong i my dad also used to be, always be scared even though he was the one to show me poker but he used to knock my door every morning if there was any article related to anything to do with cards in the newspaper and be like are you a part of this i'm like no dad no i just play online or i do this or you know like i used to try and explain it to him that you know i'm and i've never broken my parents trust so so that was always there and then i lost my mom first um and it was uh, for me it was like a, it was a sudden accident and my my world broke down and like my spirit broke down you know because for me she was the light of my life like i wish you'd met her i wish I, one could understand like what the person that i'm describing she is just um you know and all her life she did social work she did she was so on she was dynamic okay she even went to cannes film festival she was shortlisted she was just like doing all these insane amazing things always helping people and she always told me that you know um there's more to life there's a purpose and um, you know we, we whatever we accumulate it's accumulating wealth is not that important as important it is to accumulate good deeds um and accumulate uh, good memories and uh, do give out, give love to people like this was these were her teachings and and she was someone like you know who was always optimistic um really? always yes always optimistic always lifting me up like you know that theory of you telling a plant that if you when you're watering a plant and you say good things to the plant and it's going to grow and be all lush and green let's see that's true i want to see if that's you should, true you should try that that's that's just the power of words and my mom did that to me she always told me you are special you're my daughter you're going to like make a difference in this world you're going to do something nice you're going to like you know so she really like she always gave me that that feeling and she knew that i have this one uh, uh, you know uh, thing for like i love poker and uh, when i lost her i just shut myself in a dark room and started playing online that, that's all i did and that's when i found this competition which was shark age and and that's how i landed there and it trust me poker is not about fame because if you want fame you should really get into some other industry poker is the nichest of the nichest sports that you'll find out there so it's not something that you're going to ever get into it for fame or just to like for what you can't waste your time in this industry it's it's just something i like i i won that competition and then after that i i, I kind of tasted the blood i i realized that uh it's it's all cool to have this as a hobby to come and you know just uh, do this as a thing but what about like these professionals who are consistently making scores and that's when the brain like you know what my dad used to talk about that how this is a mind sport how this is um uh, it is not a game of uh, it is more it's it leans to a little more towards skill than you know mm-hmm. um, oh, for sure just, Yeah, my my dad, hundred percent. Like you know, I can't tell you any person who came to my house, like my like my guy friend who came over. The first question my dad used to ask, and that time I never, I didn't even used to play poker. That time I was just like, 
whatever this doing uh, you know um, just happy in life right just happy in my pa- parents presence and their aura and their love just um, in that bubble <laughs> so basically like i was there and um, my dad used to ask every person every guy who came to my house that do you play poker and half of the guys would be like uh what is that and then i remember my boyfriend <laughs> saying that yes i do and like then my dad so that, <laughs> what a character what a thing to look out for <laughs> i mean can you imagine like and that's well, like, was those are... yeah like when, when I, a lot of people used to be like why poker like what is this game poker and that time my friends who never played they used to think it's probably something like bridge or rummy like one of those boring um you know whatever gentleman's game or something like that you know and then basically um uh, that's when and then i remember it was so beautiful when my dad saw me on shark cage even though it was such a small like a fun sit and go whatever but it was such a, a beautiful moment for me uh, you know when i was 11 sitting with my dad and he's making me watch poker and then i'm sitting with my dad and i'm showing him watch poker and he's so funny that he didn't finish the whole thing he's like i can't watch you lose uh, please just like before the heads up started he's like i know you didn't win so just i can't watch this and then he's like put something better yeah this is like put something nicer show me some high stakes poker and i'm like are you serious like <laughs> this is like uh, only like one of my biggest moments um but yeah um and yes so i feel like um for at least in your country even though black friday happened but still there is a a support system between players and there is a support system that sustain players and um, so that is like that really supports uh, people to go professional really and um i i've you know done my best and i still um, you know promote the game and i do whatever i can uh, in the interest because i want others to also experience what all i have experienced through the game it does seem like you yeah you're very uh, outspoken about it i wanted to ask Um I know in India or at least I from what I've read that it's kind of weird because um I read that gambling is like a a practice that ancient uh, I don't know about ancient but um princes and histories used to engage in like the noble nobility and in uh, India used to like play all these kinds of games for gambling and it's weird that they would be so not so receptive to poker but receptive to or already playing all these other games i, I don't really understand that or am i missing yeah, something yeah. so so i feel like dan um so let's not, okay we all know that the casino half the games that, that are there are um, in the favor of the house that we all agree right in the long term but there are some games that are um there are actually um a, a mind sport which is maybe just poker poker qualifies as a mind sport so in india there was uh, this um, there's this uh, uh, you know a very there's a legend uh, there's a, a mythology or something like i don't know how to describe it but it's called the mahabharata so yeah, in the it's yes, the, so, the holy book the epic of yeah the... it's yes so it, it 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 it's a it's a count of things that happened in uh, in the past and uh, there is proof of it there, there is proof of these things happening because uh, if you today want to just 
uh, read history and really find proof you all you got to do is take out the maps see actually what's where what really happened are these things matching up and you can you can uh, reach to a conclusion so similarly these things that like a, a lot of these stories we've heard and uh, so there's this this legend talks about how um, you know this uh, two brothers um step brothers uh, but like um they basically cousins they sit down and they uh, they sit and gamble and mm-hmm. uh, they get cheated and then uh, they lose their kingdom so it's given a bad uh, taboo uh, um you know maybe in our country because of that legend maybe that you know okay gambling is bad and if you gamble you will lose your kingdom you will lose everything and i feel like why is gambling the word or you want to let's not use this word and let's use the word risk why is risk such a taboo why are we not why why in school are we not taught these things that's the reason why we go why people would go out there and make mistakes right now there are so many people who are um, you know who would have an objection over um all any of these um, any any establishment that's promoting any of these games that are uh, you know people young kids are losing a lot of money or anybody is losing money but to be honest if you are if like how we um, start a video game or when we get on ps uh, we we watch a game there's a, there's a whole introduction of how to play the game right and mm-hmm. then you get to it there should be there should be a there should be some way to prime a human mind to take risk um and i feel like it's not just us as species there i'm sure there are many other species that also do you know take risks they well, yeah. do these things I mean you're you're basically right. I mean a lot of the uh the bias against gambling is a little bit uh it's a little bit arbitrary really. It's just kind of like one of these things where we've like put brackets around something. We put like an artificial boundary around something for some reason and like a number of people get get too attached to it and abuse those boundaries is quite common too. Um it is kind of stupid frankly. Um I mean you're right all risk is yeah, essentially yeah. gambling there's all kinds of gambling that occurs in nature and I, I mean, things like I that mean, I mean it's would... a central principle of the universe actually Yes it is a, it's one of the biggest principles you've got to understand how to how to maneuver around it you've got to understand these things my someone used to like I think my uh, my grandfather used to say that if you want to uh, know a person uh, either play cards with them or travel with them you know something like that so it's it's something if you travel with someone or you play cards with them like you really understand like each other's um um you know whatever <laughs> i don't understand like what's the exact scientific word to use here but um there is a, a correlation and and it's it's a beautiful one um so i feel like yeah well, i i i feel like this there should be more awareness towards there should be even there are so many advantages you know where there is risk so there is also reward and there this 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 particular uh, subject should be really stressed upon and instead of uh, creating taboo around things people should be primed and people should uh, have that mind and especially young children should have that mind to uh, do this and and no matter not just as poker players but anywhere you go in life if you're not taking risks you're not going to get rewards and risk is the best price you pay um for an opportunity i think for a bigger opportunity and like you take a small risk and then you can get some get to somewhere bigger so i feel like you should be able to kind of know how to play with it right 
and mm-hmm. um, a lot of poker players have solved that with how they take risk like i i remember asking you this question about bankroll management and asking you about how does one survive and how does one uh, get to high stakes and i mean every poker player dreams about playing those higher stakes and unless you gradually getting there um you won't get there and how do you get there unless you're taking risks and unless you are you know it's leveling up and so there's so much you got to understand and you got to have a principle behind it and so yeah <laughs> sorry i'm just going to sure sure well i happen to agree with you people should definitely know that uh that poker and taking risk is well it's one and the same really even like there's a lot of illusion of risk uh some things that are not risky at all uh like having some shitty nine to five job which i understand you um really wanted to avoid which is smart i i also happened to play poker exactly for that reason to avoid the nine to five because it sound i experienced it it really sucked uh nine to five with no future and just to grind to grind some shitty job for a small wage really blows uh for some people poker will be a good uh, escape out of that um and hopefully they won't have to take like some scary risk anyway to do that um uh okay I want to you really think uh, people are going to choose poker because they don't want a 9 to 5 job i feel like if you don't want a 9 to 5 job then obviously like i feel the, the solution to that is just find something you love and do that pursue that oh, oh i'm just yeah i, I agree and, with and you I, um yeah. I agree with you more or less. I mean, it's hard to like make this swooping generalization. Definitely, poker is not for everyone, but it's for some. Let's put it that way: it's for some people to escape the nine to five. Uh, they're that obsessed or that unique of a personality. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple other things. Like, I want to talk about this national award. You said it was. Um, you said it was because. you you and like a, a group of other players or like the first like professionals or something what what was it for it, uh, what's it's called the ramnath govind or something oh you know the president of india hmm. <laughs> yes that, it is, is uh, yes is that his name it's, i don't know what i'm talking yeah. about yes uh so um what happened um the the government of india was anyway uh, they had this uh, award called the first ladies and it was for a group of women who have been the first in their field and you wouldn't believe it they even had inducted the first woman uh in space the first ever um a woman to start a billion dollar startup the first woman to ever uh, you know be a bartender the first woman to be a professional uh, you know xyz something like so they had all these and it was like Uh, the first paratrooper the first um um a fighter jet pilot like these kind of like uh, you know categories were there and the first ever grandmaster the first ever ch- professional chess player so there were so many categories and i was there as a, india's first female professional poker player and this award was for women it was uh, especially for 112 women who were the first in their field in a male dominated uh, field so um Um, so that's what happened and uh, yeah it was it was truly special because it it took place in the rashtrapati bhavan which is the president's estate so and then we all um, had like um, this nine course meal with him and 
it was um like a, a beautiful um a full day of like lots of ceremonies in fact like it was like a part of like two three days so it was like first day of just like meeting everyone and then like a lot of like so many parts to it and then finally we met the president and you know he gave a speech and he started crying and he was like really? yeah he was very emotional about it his wife was sitting there and he said that you know uh, a nation is built by uh, the women and um and like cuz not not just like a, a not just a poker player or a grandmaster was sitting there or someone was sitting there there were you know people from all walks of lives and and it was truly an inspiring moment for anyone who was a part of it and when we went back home like for me also i always um, you know did not know what what i'm really like what i've really gotten myself into um, you didn't know you're going to be like a, a pioneer of sorts is that what you're saying you didn't know you're like no i told you i started in a dark room and that's 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 what it was it was like to escape everything like i was a very different personality uh, before all of that right and then uh, after that loss i was a different person completely i just just got into like completely got obsessed with poker and just diverted all my energy onto it uh, uh, and in like earlier before that i was I was very, very social i was very outgoing I, like had like you know just always surrounded by friends and then later i was very angry about that i was just like if i even had like a minute spare why didn't i spend that also with my mom and dad you know because I, i didn't know that i would have such a small, less time with them you know so that just that that, that was just like a, a built up in me that I I was just just wanted to escape everything. So you know, getting into poker is not because of. I I feel like I could. I see myself. You know, I know you laugh, but like I would love to. I mean, I want to win the main event one day. You know, I want to be. What's, what's uh, uh, wrong with that? Is uh, yeah. There's, there's... <laughs> I know because it's everyone's dream. No, no, and, I don't want to. Win, know, I don't want to win the, the main. I want to win. <laughs> I mean, of course, everyone wants to win the main. <laughs> you don't even play the main i mean like i think this year you did but i remember you telling me that you don't want to play the main because you want to give others a chance <laughs> so so I happy about that i think i was joking <laughs> I, i think i was joking i <laughs> know uh, but uh, because i feel like that is a really fair tournament uh that that is a fair chance for any uh, dreamer out there any poker player out there that uh it's a fair chance and it's a fair battle and uh, that is somewhere that you know i feel like i could maybe make a deep run in one of those and it's really not about the money it's really about outlasting thousands and thousands of people and making correct calls after correct calls getting hit getting knocked down bouncing back you know not giving up keeping your tournament life alive like for like days and days straight on and and like it's just yeah, it's just all of that it's it's mentally it's mental it's a simulation mentally simulating and like i just feel like it's it's uh, something really beautiful that something i would like to experience i i ran a marathon once and um it was uh, the first time i was doing it and i did not train for it um i used to i was just generally active and then just went for this marathon it was 22.5 kilometers a half delhi marathon and i remember after 12 kilometers my legs were completely locked and my knees were locked and like my body was just like i could not move and there were like a lot of people lined up on the rail over there like support cheering up people who were like 
me like giving up and they were like come on you can do this you can do this and i'm like looking across like looking at you know one of those uh, uh, rickshaws where i can like just hop on and just you know get out of the the, the thing and i'm like i need to get out of here cuz i can't walk like i'm not i can't even finish this whole thing and i still remember there was i don't know what happened that day there was something inside me that like even though my body was not like it had completely given up i ended up completing the marathon i did it and in so much pain and so much like it was it was it was this feeling that you know i i i completed it i did it i got through and and that feeling is something that i uh, get when um you know i run deep in a tournament and or i uh, you know bag a nice stack or like i come back to the next day i feel like okay this war is next day i got to do it uh, even though it's tough like let's do it um and um that's it and and i have a lot of like i said i have so much respect for all the poker players who are um you know out there who are really putting in the work it's 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 amazing and i wish i wish i can i can put so much work in and um i i can be um as smart as them <laughs> as i would say um but yeah this is something this is a mind sport and you you're in my brain um you know if we train it the similar way we can perform the same way right so uh i i achieve to uh, i strive to be as good as the top poker players and i and i just uh, really respect it and i've played chess i've played all games i play all games as like to to me poker is the most beautiful game out there oh, well you're really about the love of the game huh it sounds like you're really about the journey and all that yeah you remember i asked you also i was like why how come americans also love the game so much cuz you know when i come at the world series i meet so many people who are just like they just play like on their kitchen counters or i mean back in the day when we were when i was young i remember i used to play cards nowadays kids are on their um, you know on their phones and stuff like they they game online um, and they play they may play with multiplayer so even then it's a little bit social but um, i was um, i i used to uh, you know meet up people and like play cards and then i i also started multi gaming online but then i just um <clears throat> you know like for me i i feel like this is the best way to kind of grow also and just you know have in your life as a hobby also sure well if you love cards that much poker's perfect um no so tell me why do how come americans love the game so much cuz i love the movie rounders and good question like yeah I think it's just um like the entrepreneurial spirit maybe maybe it has something to do with that. Um yeah, something to do with just the idea of I think it has something to do with the entrepreneurial an entrepreneurial spirit to some extent of America. I don't really know where the cards thing came from, but in America you're kind of taught you can get what you want and you can work for it and you know you have your dreams and things like that. um whereas i think a lot of countries it's not really so visible but here there's much more upward mobility compared to other places i think that's a major factor but i don't really understand why specifically poker i mean it's pretty big here um yeah. or maybe just i don't know it's more like a outlaw game and people played it in texas and as a like sort of uh underground thing and and then other people wanted to try to make money something like that that's my guess um was was money maker affect like the reason why poker blew up in the us it was, like, it was one of the reasons yeah. for the poops yeah yeah um i'm going to ask about something else you worked with a mind coach called uh 
Elliot Rowe. I heard he's pretty good. I don't know much about what he does, but uh, I didn't know that. How was your experience with that? Yeah, it was amazing. He is the one who got me out of all that that you know I've been through. Um, and it negativity? was really about uh, not negativity, um, dealing with loss. Um, and you know, I feel like you will find negativity anywhere you go, and it's it's and even when you're sitting alone, there will be a devil on your shoulder and there'll be an angel on your shoulder. Just gotta listen to the angel. Just black yeah, out everything huh. else uh, and you know I, <laughs> I trust me people who support you are yeah uh, so i was saying people who support you are so important and they need they deserve so much more attention uh than the, you know the ones that bring us down so i'm look at you supporting all these healthy the have- habits and stuff <laughs> <laughs> well uh even you when you come to india you're always like learning all these new new things so like look who's talking <laughs> well yeah I kind of learned... like, I, i'm learning about karma nowadays oh, okay. yeah <laughs> uh well i also learned gradually as well like the importance of like supporting the people that support you and that sort of thing uh and also it like happens to be relevant for me because um it's like in a toxic relationship of sorts uh uh, for a while, and I'm just sitting here thinking, why am I like, why, why am I entertaining this kind of thing? It's sort of, um, and it makes me re- remember, oh yeah, um, because over time, as you get older, you realize like the the importance of these healthy habits, and uh, also related to that is, yeah, as you said, karma and things like that. It's a bit more philosophical from my point of view, or uh, spiritual, whatever you want to point it. For me, for me, it's more philosophical. Um, you had some to mention something about India, uh, about me going to India, my experience. Yeah, uh, but before I, I just wanted to, before that, I just wanted to complete uh, my experience. Uh, wanted to share ahead. my experience with uh, Elietro. So Elietro has uh, like helped me a lot, and I think uh, that's the reason why over these years, if I was going to uh, improve at a certain rate, I feel like he's given me a slightly. Uh, uh, like um, a little more edge of improving a little more faster than uh, how I should have been. Uh, When I'm at the tables, I'm able to think very clearly. And he works with hypnosis. He works with really diving deep down into your own issues. And, you know, he's taught me some of these um, techniques that I use, um, not just while playing poker, but like, like in any situation. Um, that I feel like I'm I'm stuck in because now it's uh, more than uh, making decisions on the felt now. Like since I've stepped into the startup world, you know things have gotten really real, and um, you have to. Everything is um, you know a big decision. One one decision, yeah. every decision matters, and and like there there's these tools that he's taught me, um, and it's really about really zooming out. Uh, because when we are really, uh, we all have this habit of really zooming into things and not being able to see a bigger picture. So he's kind of given me some uh, tools that helps me um, train my mind and keep it in control. Because at the end of the day, we have to keep our mind in control. Uh, uh, the mind is going to tell us all these stories. The mind will tell us any like anything it wants. But uh, because that's how it's uh, made. Like you know, I feel like there are some chemicals out there that give us these different kind of thoughts. Um, but it's uh, it's us who have to keep it in control. Um, and uh, we can master that art. Um, and it's it's not that that hard to do. 
uh, it takes time and eventually you will um you know you'll be you'll be able to step out mentally from a the most stressful situation and in like matter of seconds if you know how to do it and completely know how to disconnect and uh, that is a big strength to have for any poker player uh, because when you're out there you have to separate your thoughts from action so and how do you do that how are you able to do that sitting on the table when you're making decisions for like life changing money sometimes you know so that that is something that you know gives you an edge um, wherever sure. you are in life Oh. um and i and i recommend that people should um uh instead of wasting your time listen to editro listen to podcasts listen to uh these kind of things whenever you can um i consume so much content and i i um during lockdown i must have watched every podcast possible every show movie i've seen like everything that's ever been produced right and <laughs> i mean apart from like the really the the low part like at least like the premium things i've seen everything possible out there and by the end of it i was really able to um listen to just uh, important records of uh, records and accounts and memoirs of people because there's only very little that our parents our school college anything that we read or you know whatever we uh, grasp from uh, our atmosphere can teach us sometimes you have to go out there read books read other people's accounts and memoirs to really understand what else can happen with life so that is something that like i recommend um uh, elliot row to everyone out there even if you're a poker player or not and um so yeah he's he's amazing and uh, working with any mind coach is amazing it's like why don't people give mind that importance i don't understand it's like everyone is going to tell you go to the gym and work your body out but what about the mind isn't this also a muscle well so i presume it's work? i presume it's often like therapy like people should get more therapy of some sort or mind coaches i presume it's like kind of like a specialized version of therapy like oriented no. toward no no okay. if you have a mind coach you would never need therapy Okay. You, know, you become your own therapist and you are able to control your mind then you don't need a fair uh, point. Okay. So it's like someone and like just talk about life you just know how to shut down. You go into the control room and you just whatever you feel is wrong you quickly fix it you come back. You're the captain you're in charge of your own ship. Okay. So that so is what like, mindset coaching is. Okay, more maybe it's more for like people who are healthy. I mean everyone's got issues or whatever but it's not so not an issue, not so bad to it's over look to take therapy or what do you, how do you say it? it's got some um i forget the term but people look a little bit down on it but uh i understand what you mean like cuz um people i don't know if people do still look down on it but like depression is also one of these things right that people it's such a big taboo people don't talk about it but deep down everyone gets depressed like and then they don't know how to deal with it because it's something not spoken about or it's something that's just not normal to discuss so you know you just keep it to yourself and you deal with it all by yourself so um you know um that is the thing that um, and the same thing happened to me when i told you that when i was dealing with loss and i was dealing with just becoming a like just trying to get out there because you know for me um i i don't know how to express it i don't know um you know some people have you know you have everyone has a soulmate they find their own soulmate my soulmate was my mom and i'm just 1% of 1% of what she 
was uh, like her personality her aura anything that like you know her um so uh, now also i feel like she's like for me it's not easy to accept that you know okay this is like we all just here and it's all over and like it's all like that for me like there's a deeper meaning to a lot life there's a deeper meaning to a lot more that you know it's my own journey and i'm going to find out and you know, i'm going to live it like and also same goes with death people talk about birth they celebrate birth they you know talk about um uh, a birth is something so auspicious but they don't know that even death is auspicious in some spiritual way but like it's something again that we don't talk about we don't share enough and um you know people deal with this stuff all alone and um you know this is something that you have to talk about because when you deal with it it's really that time how you deal with it will define you your few next few years like how you are going to channelize that energy are you going to use that energy to consume yourself or are you going to use that energy and become something it's really a make or break situation for anybody who deals with a uh, uh, deals or is in a low moment in their life you know uh so so it's important to talk about these things and family and people you love and things you care about it's something you need to you know openly talk about because that's really something that matters everything else is all just pretense what is the social media all this like what is all this like I, you know sometimes like for me when i lost my mom and like the world was still operating the way it was for me it was like i was I, that was a wake up call for me that you know life moves on so it's something that um, you know no what you're dealing with only you are going to deal with so it's something that if 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 something excites you it's for a reason if you love someone it's for a reason it's very special <clears throat> you know when you meet someone and you feel happy you feel nice it's 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 a good it's something special and yeah sorry sorry <laughs> we again well, sure, you know uh well definitely give the people attention or uh that are supporting you and a mindset coach yeah, i can see how like controlling your mind is very useful um i mean obviously people should know that or there should be more awareness for doing that um definitely in poker and anyone who's listening should take note of that idea for sure involved in poker or entrepreneurship uh, i want to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurship um and your social work Uh would you say poker has well you're t- you're saying even like Elliot Rowe was helping you for that um I'm curious how and I'm also curious how uh poker has helped in that domain uh and well especially entrepreneurship I don't know if it helps for social work so much or if there's any connection for you Yeah or it was helping me with social work also because um uh if i was uh, doing any extra work and i was making like anything i was supporting my cause so that helped my social work and mm-hmm. now when i'm developing a tech product so i'm dealing with coders i'm dealing with um all sorts of developers program, uh, pms and i'm dealing with you know i'm a, if i if you're the ceo of a company you are in everyone's business you are everywhere like it's like playing different stack sizes <laughs> the different situations it's it's actually like poker it's crazy so it's um and and it's a lot to do with people skills it's a lot to do with 
um you know a lot of times my developers they just bluff me they'll tell me it's going to be done or they tell me that it's done oh, yeah. and it's something <laughs> that i i have to follow up and i just know that you know i have to call it and be like okay no this is not you can't do this to me buddy they've got a, <laughs> so, they've know, got some some uh, devices for this by the way or some devices that help like toggle to make sure people are working so they have to sign in and give a toggle report to show what they do there's a few uh there's a few things that can help with this sort of thing you can hire someone to uh oh yeah of course there's so many tools out there nowadays for startups there are so many tools that you can organize in real time you can see each other typing you can see each other working on different concepts and you're like putting sticky notes together in real time with each other and sharing those boards so i know what you mean and i have honestly been on all, all of this and uh, all these all these months uh, i was just like from when i was playing poker my timings were completely um flexible uh, i was my own boss um now that i'm an entrepreneur I'm again my own boss but here my time has now become very very precious and now I'm just like trying to wake up like super early and i, ha- I have to be up before my team so i have to be the one to say good morning to them before anything and just make sure that the day will fall the way i want it to and by the end of the day i'm able to take out that much productivity from everyone and keep everyone in sync keep everyone happy you know dan you don't understand people just want work out of your like firstly i don't my team is like team we are a crew like we all i have given everyone equal respect there's nothing like there's no seniors juniors nothing everyone if you're creative if you have that in you 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 know you're respected and you're like you're loved uh, but there's this one thing that i have to do that so i've been reading a lot of books i read a lot of books on like um how other ceos have navigated their journey uh, people who you know were not from that background but then got into it and how did they do it so there's there's a lot of encouragement involved you have to encourage your team you have to make sure that you keep following up the progress and then at the same time you have to keep there are a lot of things that you have to do for them to be happy you have to give them that environment to be productive which in return will be productive for you and then in return productive for the business so that sure. is something that you have to do and um <clears throat> so dealing with codes we're dealing with um like um i i i'm not right now there there was this whole phase of like qa where you know people were just you know hundreds of qa uh, engineers were just taking out bugs we were just sitting and fixing all the bugs and you know the the thing about tech is you fix you go to fix one bug and then you're going to spoil like five other things and it's just yeah. like it's just that's how it is so so, um, so it's it is and it's crazy and you have to follow up this all the time and and you know it's because it's your vision and it's like only me who am uh, out there because it was um definitely my mom's idea in the beginning she always wanted to do something like this and um it was my vision when i started the group and then i said okay i want this app to come out one day and now i my app is like in its um uh, you know in that almost about to get deployed you could say uh but um i told them to just hold everything like when i come back from the wsp i want to be the first user that tested with the most critical eye and then and then give them the you know permission to deploy it um uh, but um uh, that is something that you know it's been it's been um it's been very interesting to kind of like handle that and at the same time if you have to be so open it's again like poker 
um you have to solve problems everyone is going to have problem everyone's going to come back to you and say this cannot be done and um, you won't believe it but you know you got to be realistic like a lot of people will come and tell you it can't be done and it actually can't be done but there's this one guy in my team who is a you know that yes man movie he's like jim carrey from yes man he makes anything happen he is my really? like i'm yeah i'm i'm so I'm, i didn't don't want, i hate to have favorites i don't want to have like favorites but like you know well, have you this have, one clearly i'm a favorite <laughs> i'm a favorite because he's just like so optimistic like me and and you and in my heart i'm like even if he fails right like i i'm like okay i give you the points because you're so optimistic that you know i'm going to make this happen like you know i love those kind of people but at the same time i really respect the 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 honest ones who tell me it cannot happen so then it's more like uh, comes down to problem solving and pivoting okay this is not working let's do this so, okay if this is not working from here let's go back from there and work see how it looks or okay let's put this behind it's taking too much energy to solve this problem why not jump on the other problem let's try and solve that first like so and then um when you uh, it's like different phases right first you're just in the development phase and then then comes like the whole like the packaging and the whole marketing side of things that way how you present it so then there's a different science to that like there's a team of kids who are just sitting and discussing okay this looks there they have like a logic behind everything and i got to pick the best logic so it's like it's 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 a lot of work but it's fun and it's something i'm really enjoying it's exactly like how excited i used to be while playing poker i am ex- that excited and life is exciting again because i'm i'm always happy when i'm working when i'm working when i'm doing something that i love i'm i'm like i'm on cloud 9 and that is like for me definitely, like work yeah. is life definitely uh the people can find something that excites them like that that would be ideal i mean it probably is out there for a lot of people's my guess but it's hard to say 100%. Uh Of course, for years I did not find anything I was excited about. I'm telling you, I I used to like every week change my ambitions and goals and but I knew like I, I don't know there was this Was this after poker? Was this, this after poker? Like before before poker before like you know when when you're in school only like you start deciding what you're going to do, right? So like my my friends my peers are like um getting into colleges and like deciding what they're going to do with their lives and for me I was like no no I got to I got to explore I need to see what I like I'm not going to go do anything 9 to 5 or just something that's just done I want to I want to do something totally different and then I was lost but yeah while I was lost I was picking up a lot of different skills my mother has always been my mentor so my mom has done a lot of social work and and she was doing she was involved in many big projects so i was like her like uh, assistant like in the back like just always following her with her and just you know so so I, i've been mentored by such a great lady right so um when i was with her like even she was puzzled and what is she going to do man like in life like what is she one day going to be excited about and when i was excited about poker and when my when i showed it when i showed it to her like i showed her livebury um you know doing like her stuff and um she was like i told her that look she is also doing she's you know uh, articulate person and she's doing so much and she's doing social work also she's playing poker 
and and then 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 that is like something that my mom was like okay cool like you know and so that is a thing and i don't know like if they were here right now what would they do but definitely there is this doubt in me like i know my dad wants me to be a very good poker player right but my mom i don't know like i, I really feel like she would rather uh, ha- see me as a uh, as someone who's there solving problems and if i'm able if i'm you're doing both you're I'm doing like, both you're you're a poker player and now you're an entrepreneur thank you and if i'm successful trust me I, i'm going to i'm going to make her dream come true because um i'm going to solve this problem in india there are a lot of um, uh, issues with uh, adoption um uh, in with dogs in india yeah but, there go is ahead. like you know for example yeah i'm going to help with that there are like some uh, for i'll give you like say i'll give you just random numbers out there you know you could say that there are like say 3 million people who want to adopt dogs and there are like you know um 2.5 million dogs who need to get adopted so who want to you know who should be adopted and you know there are no uh, stray dogs it's only like either they are adopted or they are not like that's the whole thing and and they can't stand up for themselves and know like you know animals are they really need us to support them and that's why we humans are you know we have that responsibility and that's why we are you know uh, so it's just something and i felt like whose responsibility is it is it my country's responsibility is it my responsibility is it all the ngos who are out there it's theirs and i feel like the day i decided that it's okay whoever loves dogs let's all get together let's make this happen together i felt like okay we can we can also be as strong and we can also make things happen right cuz in like when i also started a lot of people were like are you serious like first poker now you want to do something for dogs like when are you like, when are you going to get serious like what how are you going to make money from this uh how are you going to like doing? Uh, yeah them. like you know what? all that yeah so not just adoption i'm going to help like reporting stray dogs that are injured i'm going to help with uh, like a lot of issues that are out there um with you know uh, support dogs and um with like a lot of the problems that you know a pet parents face and nowadays there are a lot of young pet parents who are you know working or studying and they don't know how to go about this so like it is basically going to be a solution and it's something that i have studied personally by running a community for like 15000 people for years and organic people from my you know colony my community like i know each person who is a part of that group everyone who is like you know i know where they live which dog they have what breed they have like that's the scene like i've seen all the problems that they face and it's just starting uh, very exciting and um when you're a startup uh, you there are a lot of opportunities that are given to you there are a lot of programs that you can join and you know they want to know your mission statement they want to know your um they want to understand what you're doing so when you're going out there and you're just again and again pitching your same idea again and again you just fall in love with it even more and more you could realize that okay i can really make this happen so that is what's really going on and yeah okay well yeah it's awesome that you're doing that um and that you're i mean i don't know what people why people are criticizing or judging or something it seems it's just like a strange thing like oh sorry, you're sorry. trying no to help fix the dog's problem like what's wrong with you what's wrong with you for for doing something good or like no, i i think it's, it's cool bad. it's like they feel like i'm not serious in life like cuz i'm not doing something um 
like writing book reports or uh filling out taxes or or i don't know something that's (laughs) conventional that's out there you know i'm I'm doing something different so it's always like that and, I, and like I told you, I, I, I'm not even listening to, to those people who uh, want to stop me. But I am open to critics. And that's what you learn when you get into the startup world. You will realize that you have to be open to opinions. Um, of course. And, and you know what, Jungle Man, I have to tell you something. So earlier, I used to just like be like, oh my God, uh, this person's trolling me. And like uh, this person, uh, when anybody used to give, give me even like um, uh, constructive criticism, I used to be like, man, they wasted so much time and energy to say this to me, to hurt me. Couldn't they say, like, couldn't they just keep quiet? Like, why did they even have to say this to me, right? And now that I am paying, like, so much money for to people to tell me what's wrong in my product, I realize the value of these people. <laughs> and I'm like, please tell me if I'm doing anything wrong. Just keep telling me. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of like in poker when like the other guy gets mad and like criticizes a bad play you made you're like oh it's it's kind of a good thing in a way you just like forget about the anger and and just focus on the actual feedback if they're actually right uh yeah true so it's yeah so now if anybody says anything to me also i i do like let it pass through the filter at least because I'm like, okay, uh, is it constructive or not? And and I feel like if someone has that time for me uh, and without me paying them, it's it's it's, it's good for me. It's, it works. <laughs> Please give me your criticism. I like it. Um, well, but yeah, that's but that's it. And it's just just uh, I'm actually doing what I love, isn't it? I love poker. I love dogs. So just perfect. follow what you love. Perfect life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think basically that is. Well, I hope that all people can find something that they love that uh, they can work towards. I, you know, it's hard to prove that people, all people can find that, you know, I guess everyone's got to have something that speaks to them in some kind of way, but it's uh, cool that you're doing it and you're doing it in a way that's like, uh, uh, it's unique and inspiring. Uh, I appreciate that. And I'm sure the dogs appreciate that. Poker World appreciates it. <laughs> Uh, Ramnath Kovind apparently pr- appreciates it. Uh, do you have any other thing to add before uh, we go off of this? Do you have any other thing you want to talk about? Sure. I wanted to ask you, um, what can women do to uh, kind of pr- promote the game um, even more? Um, raise awareness. Because I feel like a lot of women have not even tried it. I am. Um, I'm someone need to bring who's, some uh, in. Yeah, I'm very neutral about this whole uh, topic because uh, I, I know a lot of people are torn between uh, if there should be ladies' events or not, and you know all that. Um, one thing I know for sure that there are a lot of women working very hard at these events and trying to bring women who have never played poker before. Like they are able to convince them to at least play that event, and from there, then they get onto the the thing, and then they start playing other events. But at the same time, I'm someone who believes that, you know, this is a mind sport. You and I are equal, like we spoke about that, you know, it's trained and untrained. It's nothing to do with uh, gender, age, race and any other factor apart from the mind, uh, the gray matter. Um, uh, or, uh, so what I wanted to ask you that what could we do to kind of like um, expose this game and the beauty of risk as we I... speak about it? 
I haven't thought about it so much. I personally think one thing is making it more fun. So it just appeals to more people in general. And like a lot of these guys have these bad attitudes of, I mean, honestly, like the guys aren't much to look at. Let's, let's, uh, I mean, the guys should like, I don't know, take care of themselves so, a little know, better, frankly. So I'm even problem. thinking it. <laughs> Dan, but listen, this is the problem. Like you always say like, okay, guys, some guys attitude. No, you know, like we all individuals, right? So like imagine what happens in a women's tournament. There could be a woman also who's tilting and doing whatever she wants and like maybe like getting all rowdy and doing trash talking on the table. And there could be like someone sitting very gracefully and that that applies to even men. There's some men who are so graceful and like they're just quiet. There's some men who are like robots. There's some men who are like really loud. Like so, it just depends on individuals' personality, and it's really nothing to do with the environment or anything as such. I just feel like we need to be more innovative in how we promote the game, like in general, like how we get it out there. Like imagine I saw it because they showed a some WPT tele televised old WPT, and my dad was able to see it. And then I, I saw it next to him, right? And then like years later on YouTube, I found it. So there has to be more, maybe- uh, More exposure? Yeah, more exposure of the game, for sure. And uh, I was thinking that day that, should we like change the rules a little bit? But then I thought that if you if we do that, like I was thinking of doing like a game for like all women, like a Serengo or something where like the queen is the queen plays. So like queen is the ace basically, okay? Like imagine how crazy. I think it's too complicated to do that. No, it's, it's not. Like if you think about it, like only when in a straight, it will not matter, okay? Or But in a flush, it will matter. If a queen high flush will be higher than the ace high flush. Like the queens will be higher than aces. Uh, but yeah, no one's like, going to agree to that. Be like, out. why are we doing this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what exactly like and then then what will happen is that if you make any adjustments to the rules of the game then you're promoting the wrong rules of the game right so it has to be like there's no menu and there's no adjustment we can do to the game it's only what we do around it on the felt uh, maybe it could be to do with the format i just think people aren't going to change the the queen flush thing i mean there's no way maybe more exposure no, forget this Forget this, like, listen, please, editor, if you're listening to this, please don't put all this. People will really laugh at me. They'll say this queen's play should not come in this video. So, <laughs> okay, let's cut this out and let's talk about Dan in India. <laughs> uh, let's start talking about me in Jogging India. Man, please, I think that's fine. Okay, okay. No, it's not. Okay, editor, please. You're a nice man. I trust you. Okay, uh, Dan, question. Like, like tell me why do you love... <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, Dan, I, I will cut it out, I think. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Don't think. Just know. <laughs> okay, Dan, I have a question. Why do you love India so much? Tell us. Uh, well, I like the Indian philosophies. I think there's quite some logic to them. Actually, there's a surprising amount um and in fact the the ancient original yogis were quite logical um and it, it kind of solves uh, it has the the those philosophies kind of bring together this like purpose of life and also um spirituality and uh and even some uh some mystic stories and, and i like the mysticism and i want to find it i haven't found it really i found like a little bit i guess uh, what else have what else about India? Uh, people are very friendly there. Uh, there's all sorts of like history going on in India. There's <laughs> poker games occasionally. I played those. You can get a lot of massages there and some uh, 
those are some reasons pretty much those are my <laughs> any reasons there might be a lot more poker there in the future yeah, uh, yeah. some other setups uh yeah that's pretty much it that's my india summary for the podcast do you get do you have anything else you want to talk about before we finish up here uh more poker in india well let's definitely bring more poker in india we need more exposure for that and more legalization yeah. from the hypocritical people that don't seem to want to put they want to put in more gambling but not more poker huh and whatever you want to talk about we can if you want to if there's anything you want to touch oh uh, uh, so so don tell me how was your experience playing the ppc and winning it again um was it like a mental pursuit or something like that you had decided i'm going to make this happen was it like what was it was it dedicated i don't know what is it is some magic right well I was, <laughs> I, they never had a chance and i was just being i was just savage giving them a chance making them think they had a chance it was fucked up actually is the real truth uh but uh no, i mean I, I spent a lot of time playing no, the mixed I games to, i got to learn uh yeah i saw uh, a few mixed games because of you and it was so easy to understand them thanks to the commentators as well so um i i was like um you know it was interesting to watch um and you know you were in character that's just insane i mean it's one thing to just wear the costume and everything you were like properly were you playing yeah, like you that first <laughs> yeah you got to make do, it fun can you do kgb from rounders next year please that's not a bad idea in some way but anyway yeah i, I the podcast is about you and we heard a lot of your story and uh the poker in india and about uh about following your passion very important um thank you for your time muskan Thank you so much for having me, Jungle Man. It's always an honor, and I'm gonna see you soon in India. <laughs> All right, see you soon in India too. We'll be there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Winning the Game of Life. Tune in next week for another great episode. Of course, hit subscribe and follow Dan on Instagram at the Dan Cates. 